0: Warning, this episode of Soundbite features graphic descriptions of violence, especially violence against women. Soundbite Theater is not intended for audiences under the age of 18. Soundbite Theater presents State Yourself for the Court Part 1
1: Well, hello, Nancy. Uh, May I call you Nancy? It's lovely to meet you, although I regret the circumstances. Hello, Tadeusz. Um, I, uh, well, it uh, it might be best if you called me Mr. Crane.
0: No, your name is Tadeusz Kraushenko, and you rather like that name. But your firm rather does not. So you go by Todd Crane. I can call you Mr. if you really must insist, but do understand I know well enough to call you Mr. Kryoshenko.
1: Now look, ma'am-
0: Miss, please. I'm not married anymore.
1: You're not- Mrs.- Miss Johnson, I'm wondering if you understand what's going on here.
0: Of course I understand. My older brother hired you on my behalf because his son is seeing your secretary.
1: My secretary is seeing no one, and your brother hired me because he trusts my work.
0: That is what he told you, yes. Fortunately, you'll do.
1: If you're going to go through this with an attitude, we're not going to get very far.
0: I don't mean to have one. I apologize. I suppose it's just been a bit difficult coming into this, knowing the deficit I have to make up.
1: Now, whatever do you mean?
0: You're not going to believe me. About? Why I killed my husband.
1: Oh, hold on. What is it? You understand if you tell me that. If you outright claim you murdered him, then we can't lie about that. I could face charges if I lie about your case in court. So if you have an interest in pleading pleading innocent, innocent, you're you're going going to have have to have 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 me me believing you you are. are. Otherwise, Otherwise, we'll we'll have have to have have a different strategy to keep you out of prison. prison. What an. How how did you know what I was going to say? What's going on here?
0: Mr. Kryoshenko.
1: Mr. Crane. And that's another thing. Who told you I was anyone other than Todd Crane? Was it my secretary, since she apparently is seeing your nephew?
0: I've never met Betty, actually.
1: But you know her name's Betty.
0: Of course. She's going to be my niece in, oh, about three years. Maybe less.
1: You sound confident.
0: I am. They'll get married in Holy Savior Lutheran Church and have, I do think, at least two children. You really ought to start looking for a replacement for her now. You rely on her so much, you can't afford any kind of gap once she leaves.
1: I'll... make a note? What is this about?
0: No, please stop thinking that. I won't be pleading innocent by reason of insanity. I'm in full control of my faculties.
1: I... well, an insanity plea could go very well for you. I mean, why else does a woman kill her husband with no forewarning?
0: Mr. Kryashenko, if you are to be my lawyer, I'm going to need you to listen. I won't be pleading insanity.
1: Well, I'd love to hear any other reason for how you've been acting since I got here. I'm psychic. Come again?
0: I have psychic abilities. Sometimes, I see the future. Sometimes, it's someone else's thoughts. Regardless, I do know what I see is real.
1: All right. so I am going to really encourage you to plead innocent by reason of insanity.
0: I am not insane. Sure. I need you to believe me. You're a good lawyer, and you can win this for me. I know you can, but I must be believed.
1: Well, I can't lie for you. Maybe you should find someone else if you're dead set on this story.
0: You haven't even heard my story!
1: I think it's best we leave this here.
0: Mr. Kryoshenko. Mr.
1: Crane, please. (sighs)
0: Mr. Crane, I don't want to lose my life stuck in prison or an asylum or fully lose it in the literal sense- I am as desperate as anyone in my situation could be, especially because I know that if I have any hope of escaping some awful fate because of what's happened, what I've done, I need you to represent me. You in particular. You've helped women in my situation before, can't you manage that again?
1: If you mean I've defended women accused of murder and won, then yes, I have. But none of them started off by lying to me.
0: I am not lying. I have a sort of precognition. I know things. I knew your name.
1: You could have found that somewhere.
0: I knew what you were going to say.
1: There's some explanation.
0: I've given you one.
1: (sighs) Miss Johnson, I wish you luck on your case.
0: Your first case where a life term was on the table was a woman named Lisa. Lisa Montaigne. You lost. Lisa died in prison this year, and when you heard, you sent a letter to her son that said, I regret deeply.
1: I regret deeply that I lost your mother's case, as I have never been so certain I failed to provide true justice. I imagine you have spent these years looking for someone to blame. If you care to, put that on me, because so have I.
0: I know things. I am psychic.
1: Then tell me this Are we going to win? Only if you believe me. I was told we didn't have a time limit. My client and I are still going over things. If you have due cause to interrupt, I'm sure that you will have well-documented proof of it. That's what I thought, you ass. (sighs) Miss Johnson, it's still probably better we don't push our luck with the guard's patience, so I will call again tomorrow.
0: And you'll take my case? Will I? I don't see everything.
1: Hmm. Good night, Miss Johnson. We'll talk tomorrow.
0: Thank you, Mr. Kryashenko.
1: Mr. Crane. Can't lie about Only if you believe me. Well-documented proof of...
0: Mr. Kryashenko.
1: Mr. Crane. So then, Miss Johnson, I think it's best we start with you telling me the whole story of what happened with your husband.
0: R-right into it? And you believe me then?
1: I'm willing to listen. But if you want me to believe you, then tell me something believable that I can build this case on. No, hold on.
0: You're going to record?
1: Legally, I have a right to.
0: Is it a requirement?
1: Well, no, but I find this is more helpful for me in going over things than writing it all out.
0: I suppose that makes sense.
1: Why? It just seems nicer than writing. So you didn't see anything there? Nothing important. Fine, then. The day is October 1st, 1958, 9.03 a.m. Initial meeting with Nancy Johnson regarding- It's not our initial meeting. Well, not in a literal sense, but concerning the case, it is.
0: Then what was yesterday?
1: <sighs> a preliminary meeting. All right, Miss Johnson, can you tell me what happened on September 9th of this year?
0: Well, Andrew was gone when I woke up, which isn't really bizarre. He was always very thoughtful about not waking me if he needed to be up early. I never had any children, and Andrew doesn't like eating right away in the mornings, so it suited him just fine to make his own coffee and be on his way. Normally he'd leave a note, but early starts were so normal for him, I rarely worried even if he didn't. But I woke up about 7am, and had a cup of coffee, and sat at the table, and had a think. About what? How I was going to keep on as we were with what I had learned about Andrew. I'd been having a think every morning for about a week. Andrew was starting to be concerned, I think. He'd asked if I had any reason to go to the doctor the day before. He said I seemed tired and distracted. And I was. I was tired and distracted. I wasn't sleeping well.
1: Why didn't you take a sleeping pill?
0: I didn't want to. I don't use pills.
1: All right. Well then, what happened next?
0: Well... I finally pulled my resolve together that when Andrew got home, I was going to confront him about what I knew, and-
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, Miss Johnson, but what do you mean, what you knew?
0: I had a vision. A rather vivid one. Andrew was going to kill me.
1: He tried to kill you?
0: No, he was going to try to kill me.
1: And you foresaw that?
0: I did, yes.
1: Well, assuming that you were correct in that... I am. Assuming that you decided the best way to act on this information was to kill him first, why did he even want to kill you?
0: I didn't see that.
1: Of course you didn't. And for the first part?
0: I didn't make up my mind to kill him then. I made up my mind that I'd leave him. So I went upstairs to get dressed, And I looked at our photos hanging along the upstairs hallway, and was hit with the sudden realization that if I confronted him when he got home, he'd do it then.
1: And by realization you mean...
0: That I saw it, yes. So I thought, well, I'll just go and come back with my brother and divorce papers. And went to pack a bag, and when I opened my suitcase, I had a vision of Andrew and Charlie, my brother, getting in a fight and Charlie falling down our front stairs we have these concrete stairs going up to our front door, and cracking his skull and that, that killing him. So I decided I would go to my friend Bridget's, but when I picked up the phone to dial her, I knew her husband would tell Andrew, and I'd be ruined that way. So I got dressed and went back downstairs, and thought I might just go to a hotel, but that didn't solve my issue of actually getting to my house with divorce papers, I thought I might go to his office, but as soon as I opened the door, I got the most awful vision of a car, and the feeling of my bones just crack. I'm sorry, I'll keep that to myself.
1: That is an awful lot of visions to have in a morning.
0: It isn't normally like that, you must understand. I can go days, even a week, without even seeing the smallest thing. But I was so stressed, and... I suppose it was the adrenaline. Sure. Do you not believe me?
1: Finish your story, please.
0: Very well. I closed the door and walked around the house, hoping something would come to me. I tried to imagine confronting him with my intention to leave in different rooms. Different times, facing different ways. But whatever I did, the visions were the same. Either he would do the deed then, or something would prevent me from leaving and he'd do it later no matter what I was going to die until I picked up a knife it had nothing to do with the matter at hand I was just going to try to calm myself down by making breakfast but it made me have another vision if I was armed then Andrew would die I would kill him
1: Miss Johnson I would like to remind you the official autopsy does not list stabbing as a cause of death
0: oh I know I do know I set the knife down. I was horrified, and hurried upstairs. I looked at myself in the mirror, and had another vision, taking out the bottle of aspirin and crushing the whole thing into Andrew's nightcap. I ran out, and ended up leaving the house entirely through our garage, and that was where I had the vision of hitting him with the car. I took a breath, walked inside, and went around as calmly as I could, going through each thing I had seen and just... Noticing all the ways I could arm myself in any room of our home. And each vision shifted with that. If I fought back, I would live, but certainly kill Andrew. Now, by this time it was only about ten in the morning, and Andrew hardly ever made it home before five, no matter when he left. Except on Fridays, and it was a Tuesday. So, I spent the rest of the day just wandering about. Trying to decide what to do. I still didn't know what I would do until he came home and gave me a kiss. He was so normal, and so himself, and for a moment I felt silly, because someone as normal and as dear to me as Andrew wouldn't hurt me, and I couldn't possibly hurt him, and maybe this time my visions were wrong. Then, as I was stepping aside and hanging up his coat for him, I... I... Well, I mean, it's...
1: Miss Johnson? Nancy?
0: Mr. Kryoshenko, I'm so sorry, but the next part is a bit of a mess.
1: Do you mean you don't remember?
0: I do remember. It was just a mess. (sighs) Andrew was speaking, but I wasn't listening until he said something about how we ought to talk about some plan or another, and I said there was nothing to talk about. And he came up to me and asked what I thought I was doing. And I saw the vision of his hands on my throat and I moved to a side and heard his knuckles hit the wall behind where I had been. And I looked at my Andrew and it was as if he was entirely gone from his own eyes. And I ran. I had seen so much that day I suppose I knew what to do. Which was what? I knocked the table over on my way and shoved the dishes that were drying off the counter so he had to stop and pick his way around because he'd already taken his shoes off so I'd gotten the car key from his little dish we keep it in by the door and gotten outside and began to pull out of the garage but he came out the front door just then and came around the back of the car and I hit him I ran him right over and then pulled back into the garage and back out again and then back out into the driveway parked right on top of him and I got out and I went inside
1: and no one saw
0: I suppose I was lucky
1: for the time Now, Ms. Johnson, the details of the police's findings of Mr. Andrew Johnson's body on September the 17th of this year, state finding his body in a state consistent with your story, several miles from your home in a park, not wearing his coat or shoes. When you were questioned and your home searched, blood was found still staining your driveway and in your car. And your neighbors attested they had last seen Andrew leaving for work on September 9th, but didn't see him come home. Which makes sense with your story, that no one saw the incident with the car. Miss Johnson, are you alright?
0: I would like some water, please. I've said quite a bit that I could use some water.
1: Oh, yes, of course, hold on. Are you doing all right? We can take a moment. We can even be done for today if you need. I know that was quite a bit you've gone through.
0: That's a, a much nicer way of looking at what I've shared than
1: I expected. Well, I'm being paid to be quite nice to you. Whatever happens, my job is to get the best outcome for you. And I will. And regardless, that was a horrible thing to have to go through.
0: Even if I was the cause?
1: Even then. Now then, how's the water?
0: Just fine. What now?
1: Well, now I turn off this recording. And I go pour back over everything and see what we can do. The biggest issue here is that you dumped the body. It's going to make a self-defense claim rather hard. Why did you move the body? Does it matter? Yes, it does, very much. Miss Johnson, I need all the details to build a case.
0: It won't matter. What do you mean? I mean what I've said. It won't matter. You have what you need, so why don't you tell me what I need to do? (sighs)
1: Sit tight.
0: That's it? We're done again?
1: Miss Johnson, I'll spend my whole weekend on this, and by Monday we'll have a perfect angle to run with, I'm sure.
0: I'll see you in
1: one week. And why is that? You'll need it. I will see you Monday, Miss Johnson. Just because you haven't been given a trial date doesn't mean we can dally. Get some rest.
0: Be well, Mr. Kryshenko.
1: I'd be better if you'd use my professional name, Ma'am.
0: Be well then, Todd Crane.
1: <sighs> Good enough. Good day. I find this is more helpful. I never
0: had any children.
1: What you knew. It's good to see you too, Mr. Kryshenko. Mr. Todd Crane. I'll bet you're feeling rather proud, aren't you? I'm not sure what you mean, Mr. Crane. First, my car gets broken into. It's all well enough, I have insurance, but I can't hardly bus into town from the far end of the suburbs, now could I? Then my sister calls-
0: How is Pavlina?
1: Oh, she's fine, but...
0: I can't do this! Now hold on, please. I'm sorry. Are you? Mr. Crane, I am very sorry
1: about your awful week. You could have let me know the details when you were so sure we wouldn't be seeing each other for this long. I didn't know them. And yet, Pavlina.
0: I knew that only just now because you were thinking it.
1: So what, you read thoughts?
0: Three plus four is seven.
1: Son of a bitch! Sir! Sorry, sorry. But listen, at any rate, between car troubles and family emergencies, I'm here now. So, let's talk about you, alright? I've been listening to our tape from last time, and there's something I need to know. Well? Yes? Are you going to tell me? You haven't asked.
0: ha Oh, for- I don't know everything. I hardly even control what I know. Mr. Crane, I'm very glad you're willing to believe me, but I would expect a little more professionalism, sir.
1: I- I apologize.
0: I do as well. I didn't have a good week, either.
1: I can imagine. How are your- Conditions.
0: I suppose not awful. I haven't been sleeping well. The racket? My dreams are full of what the other women there have done, and the things that have happened to them. People with pleasant lives rarely end up in jail. Do you
1: ever see anyone... innocent?
0: Not legally, not yet. But sometimes... With what I learned, what I know is true, no matter what they say, I could cry that someone convicted them. Can we please talk about anything else? Your question, perhaps?
1: Yes, yes. Um, well, I know you said it wouldn't matter why Andrew ended up so far removed from your home, but it would help to know how, regardless. I... Don't recall. Miss Johnson, I need you to tell me. I can't defend you in that courtroom if I get blindsided by something because you didn't tell me before the prosecution pieced it together.
0: I am telling you. I don't remember. After I got inside, I went to clean myself up. I don't remember falling asleep. I really don't. But I don't know how to describe what was happening besides dreaming. It was like my visions, but normally I don't lose so much awareness of what's going on around me during those. But it was all things I'm so certain truly happened. I woke up on the couch in new clothes. My car was gone. Our pastor called later asking why I was at the church lot, because it was. And the whole mess was as cleaned up as any normal person would have managed.
1: Let's say I believe you. You think you were gone for how long?
0: Nearly a full day.
1: So, 24 hours, give or take, without any... awareness of yourself? Yes, that is correct. Well, that does complicate things. It won't. What? Did your visions tell you? Did you see us winning by telling the judge, Oh, don't worry about it, Your Honor.
0: I don't have all the details, but what I do see is you finding a way around it.
1: Then see this. What are you going to plead?
0: Not guilty.
1: Not realistic.
0: Not guilty. You did it. I needed to.
1: All right, so you want to argue that it was self-defense? It was. Then that's what we build it around. And pray to God, or whoever your abilities are from, that the jury doesn't care that you still put a whole day into disposing of your husband. You don't know that! (laughs) I was trying to lighten the mood. It is hardly the time. Of course. For now, I do think we can do this. It's just a matter of proving you were justified. So tell me, why would Andrew want to kill you? I wish I could say.
0: And the whole mess
1: was as cleaned up as any normal- Are you going to tell me?
0: But what if they say I could have driven the car anyway?
1: I'll say that needs to be put to test.
0: And we'll leave the courtroom and find a car?
1: That's up to the judge. Can you actually drive?
0: Well, I've always thought I could figure it out beyond backing up and down the driveway.
1: (laughs) Which you're going to be honest about.
0: Yes, of course. What did you see? I don't understand.
1: You have a sort of look you do when you've seen something. I do not. No, no, you absolutely do, Miss Johnson. You sort of crinkle your nose just the tiniest bit, and you stop making eye contact if you were. You don't exactly look away, but your eyes just aren't on me anymore. I can tell.
0: Those are hardly exacting criteria. You might be mistaken. Am I? You learned to drive older than most. ah uh-huh. But you were doing it to... well... It really bothered some... man that you couldn't drive. So you bent over backwards to make sure you couldn't. He finally made you.
1: Two days before I turned 18, he dragged me by the throat to the car and we sat there until I drove. You don't sound as bitter as I thought you might. Should I? The best... <clears throat> the man is dead. I don't care too much one way or another now. I was angry about it for a good long while, of course, but... I mean, anger is like grief. You might want to hold on, but you can't really start living again until you work your way away from it. But something will always be different, I suppose. Something doesn't quite fix correctly.
0: No wonder you think of him that man
1: instead of- Instead of my father, yes. You could see that? Yes. Miss Johnson, you've seen a thing or two about me in the last few weeks. What exactly are you experiencing?
0: I think if you saw it, then it would be sort of a mush. I just have a lifetime of sorting through the mush. It's somewhat like a dream, where you see things that make sense at the time, but if you think too much about it, you realize what gibberish it was.
1: Well, what about just now, with seeing the driving?
0: I could see a continuous sequence of events, even though they certainly weren't continuous in real life. and. It was as if that continuous sequence was visible to me from from a variety of cameras all at once. And no matter who I saw, I understood you to be the subject of the affair because I had an awareness of your thoughts. Not necessarily words, but sometimes it is words. And however long those visions seem to take are normally only moments in life.
1: Hmm. I see. How long did it take you to understand what was happening to you? When did it start?
0: Mr. Kyat... Crane. Is that really relevant to my case? We've already resolved not to bring it up in court.
1: That can change if you plead insanity.
0: And I've told you I'm not doing that. I'd be institutionalized.
1: And what are you going to do otherwise? Whatever do you mean. Well, when the case is done, what are you planning to do? Go home. To what home?
0: My home. That house is mine.
1: Now, I'm in criminal law, so I could be mistaken, but the bank might- The bank
0: nothing, Mr. Crane. I own that house. Outright.
1: You mean Andrew did?
0: I do not, no. My parents left it explicitly to me. Not Andrew. Beyond that, I was left a decent inheritance that, given how it has been invested ever since, I will be perfectly fine financially. Oh. I'm sorry if I'm being presumptive, but do you sound
1: disappointed? If anyone should apologize for presumption, it's me, Miss Johnson. I need to go through my notes again. What? What is. Oh. You had, I had no, no financial, financial reliance, reliance on Andrew, on Andrew so, so the argument, argument could, could be made. I you weren't concerned about consequences, about consequences if he died.
0: died. That isn't what happened, though.
1: I believe you. But if the prosecutor makes that argument, they'll try. I mean, I would. And I mean they will. No matter who it is? Think into it. Who do you see? Miss Johnson? Nancy? Do you know an older
0: gentleman lawyer who until very recently had red hair and walks with a cane? Has always walked with a cane? I think
1: I do. Samuel Malley, he had polio.
0: That's him. He's the only person who I see who will think to check. And and if he does, he will seem
1: very reasonable to the jury. Nancy, that won't matter if you plead insanity.
0: Stop telling me to plead insanity. I won't, and I never will, and you can keep that nonsense to yourself, Mr. Kryashenko.
1: Why? Does the asylum scare you more than prison? It scares me more than death. I'll see what can be done about Mr. Malley.
0: Don't be rash, Mr. Kryoshenko.
1: I won't be. Also, my name is Todd Crane.
0: That man used that name, too.
1: Well, he left me his car. I might as well have his name.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny.
1: We'll chalk it up to stress. I'll see you soon, Miss Johnson.
0: I hope so. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of soundbite state yourself for the court was written by beck Menck. it features zachary henke as Tadeusz kraushenko and natalie murray as nancy johnson soundbite's theme song was composed by charlotte rosenthal soundbite theater is produced by mythonomica productions see you again soon